What will the stock market do in 2024? How will they perform? What about stocks? What about bonds? What is inflation going to do? And when will the Fed lower interest rates? Will they lower interest rates? What will be the best sector of 2024? Well, if you're watching this, you're in luck because here on the Retirement Power Hour, we are going to cover what all of the financial fortune tellers have to say about 2024. And yes, I'm being a little sarcastic there because we go through this ridiculous exercise every single year where you have these so-called experts who are telling investors what they think is going to happen and basically claiming to know the future, which every single year never fails. They are incredibly, incredibly wrong. But I'm going to have some help today. I'm going to bring on my partner in crime, Jay Waters, and Jay is going to join me in this quest, Jay. And, and I've, I've told our listeners, we're going to we're going to share all of what these fortune tellers are saying is going to happen in 2024. So, you know, investors will know what stocks are going to do. They'll know what bonds are going to do. They'll know the best sector. So they'll know exactly how to invest their money, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> if that's what uh, the people want to hear and that's what, you know, gets gets everyone views, then uh, that that's what they will tell. Well, as I said before, I'm being sarcastic. And like you said before the show, if we have enough time, we might even tell you the winning Powerball numbers by the end of the program today. Uh, no, th th this is not real. This is not how it works. Although every single year, I can see why investors get duped because they see these big name financial institutions telling us, well, here's what we think the market's going to do. Here's what sector we think is going to perform. And we look at it and we almost just totally forget about what happened the year before, because every year they make these predictions. And we don't even look back and see if they were right last year. We don't pay any attention to what they've predicted for the past several years and whether or not they were right or wrong. But we just look at their prediction for the current year and we say, geez, it's, it's uh, this big name financial company. They must be right. Well, yeah. if you stick around for the whole video, you'll see we're going to enlighten you that even though the, the names are big, they are names that you've heard. It doesn't mean that you should just blindly start following and listening to everything they say. And yeah, we're going to name some names, Jay, today. It's, it's just part of the exercise. There's, there's no hard feelings. But we have we, we feel a certain way about people putting out these predictions because ultimately we feel they can be harmful to investors who are actually listening and, and moving their real money and their real dollars around based on these predictions. Yeah, and important to that is you know, just because someone gets it right once doesn't mean they'll get it right again. And a lot of people hold their hat on. If you make 10 different predictions, you're bound to get one right. So and once you get sure. the once, once you get it right once, then it's very easy to say, well, I got, you know, the COVID crash, correct. I got the 2008 crash, correct. And it's easy to get it right when you make 10 or 15 predictions. Or you make the same prediction 10 or 15 times. Right. It's, eventually, it's bound to be right. So, Jay, let's talk about first, before we talk about 2024, we have to look back and talk about what happened in 2023 and how that compared to the predictions that were made, because I think that's going to inform whether or not we should listen to the 2024 prediction. So talking about 2023, by the way. We have done this exact topic every single year. So be sure and go back and listen or watch those previous episodes because we have this same episode from last year, from two years ago. So go on YouTube, go on Spotify. You can listen, you can watch, you could test us. You can, you can make sure that we're telling the truth here, which we are. So last year, there were a lot of predictions about the market. 
But what did the market do? Stocks in 2023 went up 24.23%, excluding dividends in the S&P 500. So over 24%, the average S&P return is just over 10%. So the stock market had a better than average year by a pretty good margin. And bonds, Jay, also had a better than average year. Bonds went up 5.5%. The average bond return for an average year is 5%. So both stocks and bonds had a good year. The, the actual S&P 500 end of year price was $4,769.83. And when we look at the average of the predictions, though, that were made about 2023, the average S&P target for the end of the year was $4,096.13, representing only a 6.68% increase. Jay, the predictors were wrong once again, this time by approximately 17.5%. Yeah, when you when you break it down in, in percentages, I think it helps people understand that if they did listen to all these predictors on the market only going up 6 you know, 0.8%. That was the average. We, I mean, that was against 18 different firms, I think is, you know, the average. We updated that number and there were 23 firms that we, that we looked at 23 different firms. And these are Morgan Stanley, UBS, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs. 23 different companies that probably had wide variations of saying the market would do well or doing bad. And for the average, just to be you know, about level, you know, if someone listened to that, they, they could have possibly missed out on that 17.5%, which could make or break someone's retirement, right? If they're trying to get in and out of the market based off of what all these companies say. So sure. when you're that, when they're that far off, 17.5%, that's a, that's a big difference. It's a huge difference, Jay. And you might wonder, well, maybe it was just 2023 that they got it wrong. And maybe other years they're, they're correct. Well, again, you'd have to go back and watch our episode from last year, but no, the, what we saw, it was even worse for 2022. The predictions about 2022 were that the market would be up. Again, you usually see an average prediction of the market's going to go up 6 7%. So it was the same for last year, for, for 2022. And the market was down in 2022. It was down 18%. So you saw about a 25% incorrect prediction, You know, or the, the predictions were incorrect by about 25%. And you go back year by year and you continue to see this, this same pattern and the same trend. And by the way, for 2023, when you look at the 23 different firms that we evaluated and we looked at there, and this is public, I mean, you could go online, we'll, we'll include a lot of these links in our show notes just so you can see and fact check us, but not one firm out of the 23, not one, Jay, predicted correctly what the S&P 500 was going to do in 2023. Not a single firm. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> it is when they put the big statements out there that it is going to happen. If you claim to make those stakes, and again, like you said, not one single one was right. You Most people would think that that they would be right because they are the yeah, big institution. They pound their chest and, and scream it on the news that, hey, this is what's going to happen. And again, year after year, we see that it's incorrect. Jay, here's what happens is you, you have, like you said, normal investors that get, take these predictions and they say, oh, geez, so-and-so thinks the market's going to go down by 10% this year. I better adjust my investments and not take so much risk because I'm getting close to retirement. I don't want to lose my money, whatever the case may be. 
or so-and-so thinks the market's going to go up a bunch. I'm going to all of a sudden get more aggressive and it might not be a good thing for you to do that. And it all comes back to timing the market. And this has really become more of an entertainment type of industry. It's not, it's not an educational industry as it's held out to be. These people on TV, I won't name any specific stations, but these people, these experts, these analysts on TV, they don't know any more about what the market's going to do than you, Jay, than me, than my next door neighbor, who's not a financial advisor. We all know the same thing about what the market's going to do the next 12 months. And that is zero because we don't know the future. You know, who was out there saying, hey, COVID's going to happen. It's going to cause a huge, steep market decline. Who was talking about COVID in October of 2019? To a degree, I almost think that some of these institutions don't care if they're right or wrong. No. They just want whatever is going to be the largest bold point that's going to make people watch, make people click, make people talk about it. So then it drives more views to sure. their page, to their institution, whatever it may be, where, right. again, I don't know if they actually care at the end of the day if it's right or wrong. It's just whatever's going to get the most eyes on them. And that's a great point, too, because as you know, here, being an advisor, serving individual clients and families, we are fiduciaries. We have to give advice that we feel is in the best interest of our clients. We have to act on their behalf. These people making predictions are not fiduciaries. They're not your fiduciary. They're just on a TV show or they're, they're typing their opinions for a, a, an online publication or newspaper. They have no obligation to the person consuming that information. They have absolutely zero. And in fact, a lot of times you'll see that someone making a prediction, they have an incentive for you to listen. They have the opposite incentive. They, they want you to listen. Maybe it's a bond manager. You know, you, you manage a bond fund and you're out there saying, well, stocks are gonna have their worst year ever. Well, why do you think you might be saying that? Maybe because you want people to flood their money into your bond funds. I mean, it's really not overly complicated to, to kind of see how these things work. Market manipulation is a, I think, is a real thing. I'm, I don't think I'm a conspiracy theorist for saying that there are people that go on these publications and these TV shows that try to manipulate markets. And maybe they're hedge fund managers, maybe they're bond fund managers, but at the end of the day, they have no obligation to you. Yeah, there was a lot of good instances actually during COVID where I can recall it exactly where some hedge fund managers I know went on these talk shows and, you know, screamed bloody murder pretty much that the market and the world was going to come to an end. Right. And again, it's, there's always an ill motive or an incentive behind it. Typically when these people on these big talk shows talk about what exactly the market's going to do, like they have the crystal ball sure. and to a degree, the ones outside the hedge funds and just people on different talk shows that really don't know much of anything about the market usually aren't even licensed and they still make these, these statements because like you said, at the end of the day, they're not a fiduciary. They're not your fiduciary. And they also don't know your situation. Absolutely. Well, there's more about 2023. Michael Arone of state street. Now let me, let me clarify this because Michael said, even in, in last year's predictions that this, this exercise is very pointless. He's done it for a long time. It's a pointless exercise. So I don't want to be too hard on him. You've got you've got people out there saying, "Look, here's what I think," but I don't I don't know if it's going to happen. Right? This is a ridiculous exercise. He's one of these people, so you know he gets half credit. But he said European stocks will outperform U.S. stocks in 2023. Well, that didn't happen. European stocks were up 
12.64%. We talked about U.S. stocks uh, being up more than that. He also said uh, financial stocks would outperform the market there. He was correct. Financial stocks were up 25% versus U.S. stocks and the market being up 24.23%. So he's marginally right there. David Wagner from Aptus Capital, he said that volatility in 2023 could stay very high. It was very high in 2022. And he said that type of volatility could stay around for 2023. Well, 2023 was is not what I would call a volatile year. In fact, there were just 63 trading days where the market swung over 1%. The average, the 10-year average was 59 days. So it was pretty much an average year in terms of volatility. David Ryan, former hedge fund manager and protege of IBD founder William J. O'Neill said value stocks would outperform growth in 2023. That didn't happen. Large growth was up 42 plus percent versus large value, which was up 11.46%. Small growth was up 18.6% versus small value, which was up 14.6%. So we, we didn't even see that being close uh, on that prediction because growth did so well in 2023. This is one of my favorite ones, Jay. Uh, IMF Reuters said on inflation, the worst is yet to come for 2023. And inflation in 2022 peaked about mid-year, peaked in June of 2022 at 9.1%. It was high. It had come down by the end of 2022, but again, this this article comes out says the worst is yet to come. It's not even close. Inflation ended the year in 2023 at 3.4%. Pretty much did nothing but fall, hit sort of that bottom, and and stayed stable at the end of 2023. So really, again, not not even close. So you, you think about any other walk of life where someone makes a prediction and they're that wrong, no one's ever going to listen to them again. Think about your weatherman. Your weatherman says it's going to be 80 degrees outside tomorrow, guys, and then it's 20. I mean, that's basically the equivalent here. Yeah. Uh, I know the weatherman's wrong. Usually they're <laughs> marginally wrong, but even uh, worse, I, I think of a doctor, right? Think of a doctor sure. making a, a recommendation that, hey, you have one year to live. Sure. Yeah. For six months. And then you you live another 40 years. You know, you, right. you're going to live your life a lot differently if you know you have six months left. Right. Compared to you live in another 40 years. Yeah, right. You and, got stage four cancer. So get yeah. your affairs in order. And you, yeah. you actually didn't have it I mean, at all. Cancer, yeah. It, that's about how far apart some of these predictions are. A couple more. The Motley Fool, you know, this is a publication a lot of people look at. A lot of people follow the Motley Fool and listen. And they said healthcare would be the top sector in 2023. Well, healthcare only rose 0.3%. Certainly wasn't the top sector. Again, not even close. Uh, not only wrong, but just so far off, you know, over 20%. And Motley Fool said Apple would fall below $100 a share in 2023. Well, it just didn't happen, Jay. Apple went up 48.91% in 2023. And it started the year around 120 in the 120s. It never closed below 124 in 2023. And that was in January of 2023. And it just basically continued to rise and close the year at 192. Yeah. So huge, huge difference. Yeah. You got to understand the, these people are in the business of making predictions. They're not in the business of 
representing right. you, getting, <laughs> they're not in the business of getting it right. They're just in the business of making predictions. If they can have people continue to come back and listen, well, they'll, they'll stay in business. So now when we go over these 2024 predictions, Jay, we'll just, you know, kind of bounce these back and forth here, but I want everyone listening to not forget what we just talked about. You know, and I, I have to always say that, but don't forget what we just talked about. We're just we're just putting this out there so that next year we can come around and say, well, here's what they said last year and here's what actually happened. So you have a wide range of S&P targets when you look at 2024, what these institutions think. Again, we're looking at J.P. Morgan predicting an 11% decline this year. Morgan Stanley predicting a 4.6% decline. Wells Fargo, a 2% decline. UBS basically flat, about a half a percent down. You've got Goldman Sachs, RBC, BMO, Deutsche Bank, City. They're all predicting an 8.1% market increase for 2024. And then you've got Oppenheimer Asset Management predicting a 10.2% increase. Yardini Research predicting a 14.4% increase. And they were the, the biggest bull market predictor in, in this group of, of firms that we looked at, which and, also include, included Barclays and Bank of America, who thought the market would go up 1.7 and 6% respectively. And what's you know outstanding on these numbers and all these different institutions is that they are all supposed to be market experts, right? Because they're making these predictions. And if all these institutions have the crystal ball, why is everyone's answer so different? Right. If JP Morgan is assuming 11% drop, but Bank of America is on the opposite end, assuming a 6% increase. I mean, that's a 17% spread on, I mean, one's predicting a good market. One's predicting a bad market. That's two opposite ends of the poll. And both of these are people that, you know, are household names that they see all the time on the news that been around for a long time. And they're giving two completely different answers. Someone's got to be wrong. Someone's got to be wrong. Someone is not credible in this group. And spoiler alert, it's all of them. You know, they're not, these, these are not credible predictions. Kudos to the ones that say, look, we, we don't know, but bad kudos for them continuing to put predictions. If they really believe that they don't know what they're talking about, they would just stop doing it. You know, the, we don't put a Carson Hilaria end of year target prediction out because we don't know. We're just being honest about that. Here's some other predictions, Jay. BlackRock says stocks and bonds will deliver positive returns. And cash will underperform both. Great. I, I hope so. Morgan Stanley, they, Morgan Stanley says, diversify away from the magnificent seven, Jay, and go for value over growth. They like financials, industrials, utilities, consumer staples, and healthcare. Those are their favorite sectors. Those are the ones that are going to do well this year. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I got a couple more, Jay. James Demert. Chief Investment Officer at Main Street Research says the AI-fueled bull market could just be getting started. So again, we, we don't know. Jay, there's a couple more. I'll bounce some off you here. LPL recommends large cap growth over large cap value for 2024. Again, oh. don't know which way it's going to go, growth or value. I think earlier right. you had just said that we did the distinction between growth and value. And right. growth was up 40 and and value wasn't even close to that. Again, looking at uh, Nigel Green, founder and CEO of DeVere Group, says, oh, 
<laughs> the Magnificent Seven will continue to perform well, but may not sure. surpass the highs of 2023. Jeffrey Buckbinder, Chief Equity Strategist for, again, LPL, says investors should expect stock market volatility in 2024 leading up to the November election. And again, we hear that a lot. We always hear, I think last year we heard, well, the year leading up to an election, there's a lot of swings because people know which way the election is going to go. Again, same thing here. During election year, which way the market's going to swing, we, we don't know. This one even says it's a lot of these are, are vague assumptions, right? They should expect it could be right. they don't they don't know for certain they're not using absolutes which is a good thing you shouldn't use absolutes uh, sure. when making those predictions but they don't know at the end of the day yeah and then then you have again we have to do it we the motley fool they they have an article here there's 10 different predictions jay 10 uh they some of their predictions include the economy will dip into a recession in 2024 the bear market will return in 2024 the yield inversion will end REITs will thrive or real estate will thrive. Core inflation will remain stubbornly high, if not reaccelerate. The AI, artificial intelligence bubble, will begin to burst. Utilities will be a top three sector in 2024. And Tesla will fall below $100 a share, which it's currently trading over $200 a share. So pretty bold prediction. We'll see. And, you know, as, as many predictions here were, were positive, You've always got that one person in the back saying, hey, this is going to be the worst year ever. It's just going to the market's going to crash. It's going to be like the Great Depression. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that prediction, Jay. So many times this year. It's none other than Mr. Harry Dent, who told Fox News, I think 2024 is going to be the biggest single crash year we'll see in our lifetimes. So according to this, this guy. The world might as well be ending, according it's to this look, guy. Looks like it's going. <laughs> if that truly happened, I always tell people, right? If if we if people really thought it was going to go to the, you know, go down eighty six percent, ninety two percent, ninety six percent, and all these different sectors, that would be, yes, terrifying. But to a degree, if that actually happened, I always tell people, I think that there'd be a lot more other stuff going on that you'd be worried about That's than right. the stock market going down. You're probably worried about where you're going to get food. Oh, yeah. Is the electric going to get turned on because it's a, it'd be a mass catastrophe where yeah. the stock market's not going to be the worry. It's going to be normal survival at that point. If we went down 96%, which yep. just is excessively unlikely, you know, and, and that prediction, those predictions are so extreme that, you know, it's almost dare I say, I can't say it's criminal, but and I want to, I want to write a scathing letter to, to Harry Dent. And making such a bold, outlandish, extreme prediction. It's just very irresponsible to make such a prediction. So here's what listeners should take away from the, the wide range of predictions. Number one, you always expect and be prepared for the stock market to fluctuate, for mm -hmm. stocks and bonds to go up and down. Number two, have a plan for when that could possibly happen. Number three, understand when might you need to withdraw the money that you have invested. And then you need to set up your investments accordingly. And here we go, you know, once again, it's like being a dead horse. We're doing the same topic. It's it's my it's my most and least favorite topic of the year, Jay. I enjoy doing it because I I like just calling these people out. It's a little bit fun, 
But at the same time, I know that so many people out there are being misled and that's why I don't like it. Yeah, I completely agree. It is, it's, it's saddening that again, all these institutions want to drive fear into people. And of all these companies, you know, some are on the optimistic side, some are on the very, very, you know, bearish side. Most people aren't going to read the article of we're, you know, going to have a 50% bull year, right? That I don't think I've ever seen an article where it talks about that. Usually it's the opposite of we're going to have a see it. We're going to see a 50% correction. Or like we say that the, no one's going to click on the article that says, Hey, the market's going to go up. It's going to go down, have a plan. Don't worry about it. Stick to the plan. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That, that's not, that's not article very... and you could even say that the market's going to be flat, right? I mean, we don't know, but even if it said, Hey, the market's just not going to, it's going to end where it began. It's just not a, newsworthy article or a, a clickbait article. But the fundamental principles of investing that we share is also is, is not meant to, they're not going to elicit a lot of emotions because good investing is not done with your emotions. So they're not popular headlines to say, just stick to your plan. Remember those fundamentals, keep a long-term focus. These are not things that elicit a lot of emotions and, and therefore they're yeah. not worthy to make the headlines for these publications. But with that being said, we've covered a lot. We've covered, looked at 2023. Same thing that happened every year we've done this topic happened again. The predictors were wrong. We, we shared some of their predictions for 2024. We've told you what we think you should do for 2024. And so don't forget those keys and make sure you go back and check out some of these old shows if you need some more convincing so make sure you go and check those out. But Jay, thank you for joining me again this year to cover this topic. Appreciate your time. And we'll be back in uh, 2025 to see who was <laughs> luckily right and who was wrong. Absolutely. Thanks to Jay. And with that, I want to thank you all for watching and listening. Don't forget to go to retirementpowerhourpodcast.com where you can view all of our past shows. You can also submit a question. If you have a question about your situation, maybe you're looking for an advisor and you want a second opinion, you can go submit your question or you can click a button that says work with me. The first step is going to be you scheduling a call with me. We can talk about your situation to see if we're a good fit to help and to see if you would like us to help you. So that would be work with me. Again, you can submit your question. It's no obligation and we'll read it on a future show. It might be about social security, might be about retirement investing. So go to retirementpowerhourpodcast.com. By the way, if you found that this episode was helpful, we would really appreciate for you to leave us a review. You can leave us a review on YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify. There's a lot of good places that you can leave us a review, Google as well. So do us a favor and leave us a review. We would appreciate that. With that, I want to thank you again for watching. We'll catch you next time on the Retirement Power Hour, where we help listeners invest wiser and retire better. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Power Hour podcast. All material discussed on this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as individual tax, legal, or investment advice. Investing involves risk of loss, and investors should be prepared to bear potential losses. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Joe Alaria is an investment advisor representative of Carson Alaria Wealth Management, a registered investment advisory firm. Information discussed on this podcast may be derived from third parties that are believed to be reliable, but Carson Alaria Wealth Management does not control or guarantee the accuracy or timeliness of such information and disclaims all liability for damages resulting from such sources. Any references to third parties are provided as a convenience and do not constitute an endorsement.